April 8th, Luke chapter 12, verses 35 through 59. Be dressed for service and well prepared, as though you were waiting for your master to return from the wedding feast. Then you will be ready to open the door and let him in the moment he arrives and knocks. There will be special favor for those who are ready and waiting for his return. I tell you, he himself will seat them, put on an apron, and serve them as they sit and eat. He may come in the middle of the night, or just before dawn, but whenever he comes, there will be special favor for his servants who are ready. Know this, a homeowner who knew exactly when a burglar was coming would not permit the house to be broken into. You must be ready all the time, for the Son of Man will come when least expected. Peter asked, Lord, is this illustration just for us or for everyone? And the Lord replied, I'm talking to any faithful, sensible servant to whom the Master gives the responsibility of managing his household and feeding his family. If the Master returns and finds that the servant has done a good job, there will be a reward. I assure you, the master will put that servant in charge of all he owns. But if the servant thinks, My master won't be back for a while, and begins oppressing the other servants, partying and getting drunk, well, the master will return unannounced and unexpected. He will tear the servant apart and banish him with the unfaithful. The servant will be severely punished, for though he knew his duty, he refused to do it. But people who are not aware that they are doing wrong will be punished only lightly. Much is required from those to whom much is given, and much more is required from those to whom much more is given. I have come to bring fire to the earth, and I wish that my task were already completed. There is a terrible baptism ahead of me, and I am under a heavy burden until it is accomplished. Do you think I have come to bring peace to the earth? No, I have come to bring strife and division. From now on, families will be split apart, three in favor of me and two against, or the other way round. There will be a division between father and son, mother and daughter, mother-in-law and daughter-in-law. Then Jesus turned to the crowd and said, When you see clouds beginning to form in the west, you say, Here comes a shower, and you are right. When the south wind blows, you say, Today will be a scorcher, and it is. You hypocrites! You know how to interpret the appearance of the earth and sky, but you can't interpret these present times. Why can't you decide for yourselves what is right? If you are on the way to court and you meet your accuser, try to settle the matter before it reaches the judge, or you may be sentenced and handed over to an officer and thrown in jail. And if that happens, you won't be free again until you have paid the last penny. God wants us to manifest Him in the face of it all so the world sees the integrity of who Christ is in His people. The gospel has always been about transformation and, and a renewed life and a renewed mind and a whole new way of thinking and a whole new way of living. We have preached it for a long time with a self-centered twist that's gotten us in trouble. 
A large percent of Christians believe that we're Christians for God to take care of us. If we're not careful, this gospel is all about what we can get from God and how God can do us and treat us and help us and bless us. And it causes a great snare in our lives. We're struggling like everybody else and we think our feelings are the way it is. The truth is the way it is. And you're not alive for everything to go your way. You're alive to manifest Him. It's a life lived. The truth. His name's Jesus. He's our best friend. There's people that have a heart for the kingdom, their hearts towards God. They see their need for a savior and they recognize his love through the cross. And yet the way they think and the way they're motivated and the way they react to things in life is against him. The gospel has always been about how he can make us more like him through the example of his son by the power of his spirit. You're the only hope of the world truly seeing him and knowing him. Your life is the only barometer that anybody will ever have. It's your life. You're, you're the roster of heaven. You're the best he's got. You're, you're, you're in the game. You're not on the bench. You're not a sub. You're not a backup squad. You're not a B team. You're the body of Christ. Listen, the body of Christ, the embodiment of Christ. You embody him. He lives in you. Just let your light shine. Don't get issues and attitudes and fall apart. Let your life shine. And all of a sudden come hell or high water, Jesus is Lord, and people see it in your eyes. And you'll be facing the biggest injustice of your life and you can't even complain. You're just overcoming things with love and mercy and forgiveness and loving kindness. Why? Because that's what he did to you. I want to follow Jesus. I don't see Jesus hurt. I see him saying, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they do. But if I stay in this place, light's going to shine. Somebody's going to get it. But if I pull back now, how will they know? You don't have to just be depressed, discouraged, forlorn, despairing. Because what he has been through has so marked your heart, so changed your life, so hooked you up to why you're alive that nothing can move you anymore. If I live, it's for the Lord. If I die, it's for the Lord. It's all about him. Christ in me, the hope of glory.